The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who's on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Saturday morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please go to SonsOfLibertyRadio.com or SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And if you are listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, you want to join us in the live video stream of the radio show. That's right, you can see the faces made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Scroll down right on the right side of the page, okay? And um, then you can also catch it on a number of platforms. I'm not going to give out all those platforms again, but um, beforeitsnews.com, they pick it up straight from sonsoflibertymedia.com. So either one of those places you want to go to, we encourage you to head over there to sonsoflibertymedia.com and to check us out, the live stream of the radio show going right there, right now, on the right side of the page, <laughs> Okay. Um, in fact, uh, if, and again, we don't uh, hold out our hands for money, but we do let you know the need that we have. If you'd like to support us, please go over to sonsoflibertymedia.com. Right here at the top of the page, there's a donate button. You can donate uh, as the Lord would lead you to donate. And then if you want to partner with us monthly, you can become a son or daughter of Liberty right here. You get a little goodie from, uh, from us at the Sons of Liberty uh, Media. And also you get I think some discounts, some things like that as by partnering with us monthly. And you can set that up as, as to how you want to. It does cost money to do everything that we do, but we but we don't charge you for it. We just let you know the need that's there. Also, if you would, scroll down just a little bit further. And as you can see, this is where we'll be live. I'm the morning show, so I'm under Bradley. And Bradley's up here at 3 p.m. Um, there is a box here where you can sign up for our newsletter. Please sign up for the newsletter, folks. You get one email a day. It tells you the articles that we put out for the day, uh, which includes our archive. Like yesterday, we had Leah Southwell, U.S. citizen who moved to Chile, saw the socialist revolution taking place there, seeing the fruition of that coming in the next month or so, month to four months, something like that. And uh, that's the archive of the morning show that I do. So when I talk about that, you can click on that. You can see any of the information that I talked about, any of the other articles, interviews, anything like that. All of that's at sonsoflibertymedia.com, so be sure to check that out. If you'd like to call in at any time, we can do that to the top of the hour, 
215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. Love to hear from you guys if you want to call in. Now, before I bring Kate on, one of the things I want to show you <clears throat> is an email we got from our attorney. Okay? Um, well, it wasn't. it's not the email from the attorney. It's my response to Facebook's claim. But it, it has within it the YouTube response. Now, if you recall what is it, a week or two ago, I forget when it was, we had Dr. Kerry Madej on. We talked about several things. Uh, a history of vaccines. We talked about what was coming in the new vaccine and all of that. That was the last video that got us a strike where they terminated the YouTube channel. I want you to see YouTube's response because this came from the email from our attorney. This right here, he says, this is the allegation of the violations of YouTube's COVID policy being as follows. And this is important because of what we're going to talk about today. And I'm, before I let Kate even talk about what we're talking about, I just kind of want to set this up. A history of vaccines to the present Pfizer COVID vaccine and their dangers with Dr. Kerry Day. That was the title of the video. Rose, we're not talking about Trump. Steve, we're not talking about Trump. Get off of Trump. Quit idolizing the man. Repent. Man. You got one king, it's King Jesus, and ain't King Trump. Good grief, you people got Trump on the brain. Ugh. Here's what they said. Claim that the vaccine will contain fetal tissue. That's false. That's what they said. Claim that the vaccine will kill people who receive it. Well, we talked the other week about this with Kate and Dr. Corbett. They have adverse effects. Effects. This ranges from some little rash somewhere up to death and everything in between. A claim that a vaccine will cause people who receive it to contract other infectious diseases or make them more vulnerable to con contracting other infectious diseases. Well, auto, you know, the autoimmune response is a problem with this. Claim the vaccine will cause infertility in people who receive it. Well, what she said was there was drugs in there that they know they were known to cause infertility. She didn't say it happened in everybody. Folks, this is a pretty simple thing. How many of you know people that take the birth control pill who get pregnant? Not everybody does who takes it, right? <laughs> but that doesn't mean that the estrogen levels aren't high enough to where they're killing off your offspring. That's what it really is. It's, it's an abortifacient. Okay. Then there were some other things. So I just linked to several things, including the deposition by the guy who's considered the godfather of vaccines, who said under oath, it, the vaccines contain fetal tissue. I, we've got all kinds of stuff that show this. Now, with that said, <clears throat> just so you know what we're talking about today, I never, well, the only time I heard of squalene, <laughs> it's when Kate mentioned it. And mention it coming from sharks. She's not making it up. Look, here is Desiree.com, and they're referring back to Sky News. Developers of the COVID-19 vaccine need an oil commonly found in sharks, which puts the liver of more than half a million sharks at risk. I'm assuming it may put the shark itself at risk. Researchers plan to use a natural oil called squalene to help develop their COVID-19 vaccine, according to Sky News. Now, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, Kate, and good morning, by the way, but Sky News is not like, um, I don't know, some little outlet somewhere in the UK there, is it? <laughs> 
No, it's it's a big main news outlet. Before good morning, everybody. Before I continue with my two dollar specs, because I love them, um, I just want to say this one. This is uh, from James four eight. Come near to God, and He will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Kind of says it all. Um, but uh, you know. Uh, Going on to that squalene. So let me just tell you about the squalene. And it and incidentally, they're going to slaughter the sharks, or they already have slaughtered the sharks. And, and it does tell us in the Bible we're not to have the uh, fish with the, the fins and no scales. And remember, Kevin and I talked about Dr. Macht from the John Hopkins University, author of over 900 papers, scientific papers. Um, he was the author of six books. There is a prize, a science prize in his name. He went on to prove why all the things that are listed in the Bible we shouldn't indeed consume. And the shark was one of them. So uh, all, all the what they talk about, the fear mongering that we've got. So let me tell you about uh, that squalene. Um, it, it's... You go back to the U.S. Department of Defense and they found that uh, talking about the flu vaccine, you know, that men were 36 percent more likely to contract coronavirus uh, from compared with unvaccinated men. Now you go on. It gets much worse. The new vaccine makers are using a much more powerful immune adjuvant. That's the thing that goes in it that makes you have this immune response. That's not bringing in, incidentally, at the moment, the immortalized cell lines and the diploid cells. And the immortalized cell lines that they're talking about, MRC5 from a male aborted fetus, WI38 from a female aborted fetus. So you cannot be pro-life and pro-vaccines. So all you evangelical Christians out there that are waiting for the vaccines, shame on you, God won't know you. Um, so this adjuvant that they're now also adding to the flu vaccine, and this is quite pertinent, because what we're seeing now, as they've all had the flu vaccine in the UK and they're all starting to fill the hospitals and get sick, it's the adjuvant called squalene oil extracted from shark livers, livers triggers a powerful immune reaction and it goes under the label of ASO3 MF59 and it's scheduled for use in the COVID-19 vaccine. Squalene's been linked to Gulf War syndrome which killed tens of thousands of soldiers, and it crippled 100,000 more. One researcher who worked in an American bioweapons lab said that their experience with MF-59, that's your squalene, indicated that it could cause severe autoimmune diseases. So what's autoimmune diseases? Well, multiple sclerosis, which is just debilitates you, paralyzes you, kills you. Autoimmune thyroiditis. There's so many. Autoimmune is where your own immune system attacks your own body. A study of Gulf War veterans suspected of being given squalene containing vaccines for anthrax, and I'm going to go into that, anthrax protection, indicated that the adjuvant was suspected of causing the disorder. The study found that 95% of soldiers suffering from Gulf War syndrome also tested positive for squalene antibodies. In fact, 100% of veterans who were given the vaccine but were never in the war theatre 
also tested positive. And if you remember, they tried to say that all these these illnesses that these um, soldiers were getting was because of the depleted uranium that they came into contact with in the battle zones. But many of these didn't even go to the war zones. They were vaccinated. They were the ones that were reservists and they also got it as expected Novartis Pharmaceuticals, the makers of MF59, published, or they had published, a number of papers extolling the safety of their new adjuvant, which is what happens. And it's been stated that they more than likely made the study up. And don't think for a minute that they don't, because they do, because they're all liars in bed with Satan. And the adverse effects associated with this adjuvant, fatigue, headaches, joint pain, muscle pain, swollen lymph nodes, allergies, the gastrointestinal problems, lots and lots of inflammation. But the very fact that the vaccine may cause thrombosis, that's a clotting disorder. And I, I'm going to go back to that. Just stay with me. Thrombosis risk is, is enough to make you say, oh, my word, I'm not going to have this. I'm really not. And when I go back to some other papers, um, at the time that this book was actually written, this was by Carl Schwartz, chapter five of his book, 104 dead American soldiers in Afghanistan, 648 dead in Iraq, 3,500 officially recognized as wounded in Iraq, and the evacuations due to health reasons topped 12,000 troops. So 12,000 were so sick they had to be evacuated. And what were these soldiers sick with? They kept getting amyloidosis, which is an unusual buildup of protein in the body. Um, they, got lot, they got lots and lots of pneumonia and it didn't detect any of the normal things of how they got it. The nurses were afraid to talk and were told not to talk. The very young were dying with massive heart attacks. They were getting DVTs. They were getting clotting all over their bodies and had to have so much anti-clotting medication that they were virtually hemophiliacs. Um, many of the troops were diagnosed as having factor X deficiency. Again, the amyloidosis. I mean, this was horrific. They had blood clots everywhere, leading to heart attacks, strokes, pulmonary embolisms. Um, amyloidosis was, was far greater than in any other area of the population the nurses were ordered to make no reference in the medical records to amyloidosis or any suspicions relating to anthrax vaccines they were ordered not to make any reference in the medical records of confirmed uranium exposure they were ordered to make no official records regarding drug abuse or steroid abu abuse they were ordered not to make reference in the medical notes that would suggest links to pulmonary embolisms heart attacks mystery pneumonia and the anthrax vaccine and they were all told to be quiet. So, you know, uh, the more I read on this, I put my head in my hands. This is a multi-pronged attack. So let's just go back to that vaccine anyway. When it has immortalized cell lines in it, which it does, and it has your diploid cells, what that means is they don't switch off. So eventually they're going to lead to cancer. One in two in the UK and America get cancer in their lifetimes by 2050. Is expected to be 100% anyway. That's me, all my kids, all my family members. So that's the first thing. Then it's got your aluminium in it and your mercury. That just switches on massive immune reaction, overreactions. It also goes through the blood-brain barrier. Interestingly, this squalene 
It also opens up the blood brain barrier and it opens up the gut protection barrier. So now you have all these toxins entering your body and you've got no barriers to protect you. Now, going back to the fact that it's an mRNA vaccine, it goes into your body, it invades your cells, it invades your protein making structures, which is uh, a part a part of it inside your cells, that protein making structure, it goes into those, your ribosomes. And then it, it starts to make new viral components, new components that shouldn't be there to train your body to attack this virus and keeping in your mind that your virus is actually an exosome, which is your body's protection. It's a cleanup mechanism. So it's going to, so do you see this is multi-pronged? It's quite spectacular. So you've now got something that's going to make you attack your own immune system and it's going to keep replicating. And RNA converted to DNA, it's going to keep replicating until there's none of you in there, none of you of the creator. Then it's got the, um, the particular uh, immortalized cell lines in there to cause cancer. That's another attack. Then it's got your squalene that makes clotting happen everywhere. This clotting of your blood everywhere, giving you clotting in your extremities, heart attacks, clots in your lungs, breathing problems. Then it's got the chemicals in there that are going to open your blood-brain barrier. Polysorbital 80 is in there. And it's got these things that are going to switch off your barrier, the squalene. And a lot of the other stuff, viruses, funguses, mold. It's the most fantastic cannonball that's going to attack you from all angles. And they're not going to uh, give it a license just yet. They know it's going to cause a huge amount of adverse reactions, which is why they put the tender out for artificial intelligence to write this computer program, which they've already, you know, this contract's already been given. They're not going to have the doctors and nurses do it because they said that the General Medical Council and the Nursing Midwifery Council, they might be accountable. But under the Geneva Convention, they are accountable, even the soldiers. So they've got the soldiers doing it. Mm. And they start in Bristol, I believe, next week. But they are, they are going to be accountable under the Geneva Convention because this is a war against the people declared by the governments. And there will come a time when this will be in history and these people will stand in trials like the Nuremberg trials. And the nurses are also going to be uh, vaccinated with this by these army people, these army personnel, along with starting with those that are classed at high risk. And this is almost, I say this because I've had a lot of nurses approach me this week. They're really scared. They're all joining a Facebook group. They don't want to have the vaccine. They're told they've got to have it. And a group of nurses have approached me and they're asking, they work in a hospital where this particular hospital, they were fighting over food parcels because the night shift weren't getting the same divvy of these food parcels that were coming in. The day, the day staff were taking the best bits. But they were happy to keep quiet. And they were happy to... Uh, sign these uh, uh, silencing orders not to speak about it and happy to let the public dance and sorry happy to let the public see their dance videos happy to have the claps on a Thursday night happy to have priority shopping happy to take discounts 
on the NHS website from all different places. Green Flag Car Recovery Service is giving them free recovery. They were happy to do all of that and let the public get beaten with truncheons and stay quiet. Not all of them, but the majority of them. And now all of a sudden, their front line, they're going to get that vaccine yep. and they don't like it. Well, of course and not. Me, <clears throat> and they <throat> want me to write a document for them and put some links on where they can get studies on vaccine safety. Well, I say this to you, I am going to do it because they're my brothers and sisters in Christ. But I say this to any of them. If you cannot be so forward thinking that you cannot research yourself and go and look for those studies, as you should, which states in your code of conduct, you need to question why you're even a nurse. Yeah. Well, let, let's... You- let, first of all, let's clarify something here. My head's really big on this new shot here. Um, <clears throat> let's clarify something. They're not necessarily your brothers and sisters in Christ. They may be those who are made in the image of God, and you love them. You want to show love for them. But the fact of the matter is, now they're come crying. You know, God speaks about that in the Scriptures, too. And he says there's going to, yeah, He says there's going to be people who don't want to stand for the truth, and what they're going to do is they're going to cry out to Him, Oh, save us, save us, and He's going to laugh at them. Um, and I, I, you know, you've taken the brunt of this while some of these nurses have actually attacked you and talked bad behind your back and all this kind of stuff. So the fact that you would even do that for them demonstrates the very thing that we're talking about, about the love of Christ. You know, Christ died for us while we were sinners, but we've got a question in the chat. Arwing asked, he had an uncle that was in the Gulf War and he says, are you aware of, and I don't even, I'm going to slaughter this and I just know. Nadona Tasha syndrome. And he says it came from the Hippocranatus compound. <laughs> anyway, his uncle had derived that in the Gulf War. Does that have anything to do with this that you know of? It's all, I, I have come across that. But listen, I, I must apologize because when I said I would do this on the show, oh my word, you know, the, the, the rabbit hole that I've gone down, um, is is huge and I can't do it justice. I had some British um, veterans contact me who were really sick with Gulf War syndrome, and what a, what a surprise! A lot of their medical cards got destroyed in a fire. How convenient! Um, so I I will research that more. I have come across that they were given lots of experimental vaccines and they were given them all at once, and none of them were tested again for their efficacy, meaning. They knew those vaccines were dangerous. When you put one drug on its own, it's going to have an effect. When you put another drug on its own, it'll have an effect. You put them together, they can have a catastrophic effect. and Or, or it might negate the effect of either. And that's called efficacy. None of these vaccines were tested for efficacy either, which means under the uh, Nuremberg Code, then you become an experiment. And all of our uh, serving military, both in the UK, in America, they were experimented on. And and they saw that. And now they bear the scars and they're getting sick. And they're going to continue to get sick because they're all still having these vaccines. And um, what, what's interesting for me is, is all of the symptoms that they describe from the effects of these vaccines and the side effects all absolutely mirror the effects of of what they're telling us COVID-19 is. So what they're doing is they've 
they primed everyone to just accept, accept, oh, it's COVID, everything's COVID-19, everything. Um, and and so, so what they're going to do is you're going to see huge numbers of people die instantly, huge numbers that die shortly after. <laughs> but you are going to die and you're going to die a lot quicker than what the Lord intended. And, um, and that's because of these, the, this toxicity. It's going to overwhelm the body as a multi-pronged attack. And then when you bring in, which is also important to remember, um, electromagnetic radiation, that also has an effect where, again, it will open the blood-brain barrier. It will open the gut barrier. So then you, you, you accentuate everything that's been injected into you. And when you, when you inject again into children, and remembering that their skin is much thinner, they're far more moist, so they're going to be having a much more profound effect. And uh, going back to, incidentally, uh, COVID-19, because, you know, I, I love when people try to call me a dolly bird. Thanks for that. Um, incidentally. What's a dolly? Are, hang on, hang on, hang on. Dolly, I know what, I know. What, bird, yeah. You know, a, a okay. meaning I, I like Penelope, okay. Lady Penelope <laughs> of Thunderbirds. And um, good, I like her. Um Going back, incidentally, to the group of nurses, one of them who was my close friend, um, who had many issues, and I and I see that and envy, and you know, envy, resentment—they're sinful. And I'm, I'm never jealous of anyone ever. If I see something in someone I like, I always try and emulate that or try and work towards that. Um, and I've, ne- I've never been jealous of anyone, even, you know, when I've been dumped by boyfriends, I've never looked to the other woman and been jealous, never, because it just means I'm not right for them, they're not right for me. I don't ever, I don't suffer really from that. And if I do start to have a pang that makes me uncomfortable, I have to question myself. But this particular nurse, and I know who she is because my friends commented on Twitter, I mean, the, the campaign that she went on is, it's, beyond weird and stalkering and she's in with all these mr bozo head and Mohammed ah Sadiq. this was this was our famous um <clears throat> or infamous i should say uh troll the other week who had the same account for like i well, she had about 30 accounts or whatever that she kept posting the same thing over and over and over i i know i know the person that you're talking about well this particular nurse um you know her name was joe Bembridge, and she's now joe senior i believe and uh she got, you still there, Tim? I'm here. I accidentally hit the wrong oh, button. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, and, and her husband as well. But the, the campaign that she's gone on is, and I'm naming her now because it's, it's sick. It's actually beyond what is mentally healthy. Hmm. Um, you know, to, to contact the NMC and all, you know, getting everyone else in on our campaign and really... When you look at the original show that I did with the radio, that I'm so blessed that they kicked me off because I'm now on here, which is so much better. <laughs> um, you know, God always. And we're us. happy to have you, by the way, too. Thank really you. Are. But you know, to when I look at that recording now, it's like I'm looking into a crystal ball. That recording's surfacing everywhere, and everything I said then, I was the first one in the UK to question it in March before the unlawful lockup. And everything I've said since, 
we went through the NMC files and the videos are spectacular videos that I'd lost. Um, uh, and Kevin was looking at them. And he said, wow, they, they, you know, they're making history. I did a newsreel every day for months and they're historic because I named and I told the science behind what they were saying or what they weren't saying and refuting it. They're fantastic. And for this particular nurse to, to go on when she herself hated nursing and wanted to be a florist, it's sick. And she's, whatever's entity is in her, um, it, it's ridiculous. And she said to me, you know, in my own home, I, I won't ever have a vaccine if I get sick, I'm coming to you. And when I last saw her, she looked sick. She looked toxic. Um, so it's just incredibly unhealthy. And really to be so venomous, it's not affecting me, love. I'm looking fine and I'm doing fine. But it will affect you. It's Nelson Mandela said that. Um, not that I'm agreeing with who he was. You know, there's a lot to that story. But it's like drinking poison and expecting it to hurt the other person. And I will say this, what I've noticed in in all my years in life, particularly in the last nine since I got cancer and completely woke up to the whole lie that is pharmaceuticals, is if you stay right with our father, you stay in the light and you stay right. And everything that happens to you, you just have to just relax and accept that the Lord oversees it. And, and what might seem at the time as something difficult is because there's something so much better coming. Well, I think... And I, so much... Yeah, let me, yeah. let me interject that. Uh, the Bible talks about the Christ, the fact that he looked past the shame of the cross for the glory that was beyond it. And the glory was that he might redeem a people unto himself, that he might be glorified with the glory that he had before the foundation of the world. That's his prayer. The Lord's prayer is not Matthew 6, guys. That's the Lord's model prayer for his people. It's, it's, a, it's a structure of how we're to pray. But if you want to see the Lord's prayer, go read John chapter 17. That's his prayer. Father, make them one as I am one. And he's talking about his people, not the world. He doesn't pray for the world. In fact, he says it in the chapter, all you people who think that just Jesus just died for every single person. He doesn't do that. He dies for his people. He lays down his life for the sheep, not for the goats. He lays it down for the sheep. Now, Kate, I want to ask a question here because I ran across this. I was pulling up some information on this issue of squalene. This comes from health.com. Let me just read a couple of paragraphs here and get you to respond. They are speaking about the difference between squalane, which some people may get uh, confused about, and squalene. And here's what, here's what uh, this Susan Brickle says at health.com. She says, you may have stumbled across the word squalane with an A while scanning the ingredient list on a new skincare product. Or maybe you caught wind of the buzzy term from some girlfriends. I, I, I wouldn't know about I don't use skincare products. So anyway, over brunch, the bottom line, squalene with an E is something you should definitely know about and you should consider adding products with squalene into your skincare routine. You probably noticed a slight spelling change. That's because they're actually two different things. Squalene is a fatty molecule found in the skin that is highly versatile. It maintains skin's moisture barrier and hydration. Um, it is also an antioxidant that has anti-aging properties for neutralizing environmental damage. This is what uh, dermatologist Rachel Nazarian, MD, tells Health. 
The human body actually produces squalene. She keeps referring to squalene here as part of our skin's own natural moisture, but the amount made and retained in skin starts to heavily decline in our 20s. Um, and then this was, this was the thing that got me. What exactly is the difference between squalene and squalene? They write, for starters, squalene is incredibly unstable, goes bad quickly, and can clog pores. Now, you were talking about blood. I think you talked about blood clots earlier from shark squalene. Squalene itself is very reactive and becomes oxidized quickly, but when it is hydrogenated, it becomes squalene, a much more stable ingredient, explains New York City dermatologist Deborah Jollyman. MD squalene essentially comes from squalene and is more optimized skin friendly version with a much longer shelf life. Do you want to do you want to kind of tackle that because I I found this kind of interesting given the subject matter that we're talking about. <laughs> well, first of all, this is why uh tropic skincare because I turned around and said no one needs to have um sun cream. Uh it stops you from getting your vitamin D and that's why they said I couldn't I couldn't sell it. So there you go, Joe, when you're sending me those hateful emails and we know it's you. Um, oh, you've been kicked off tropic. No, I don't want to sell something that lies to the public. First of all, all of these um skincare producers, uh, it's a scam. It you know, your skin is made from the inside out. You know, the best way to protect your skin is what you eat. You eat a load of sugar, you'll go wrinkly. You smoke, you'll wrinkle. You drink alcohol, you'll wrinkle. You flood your body with good organic nutrients, you'll look fantastic. Don't believe me? Go look up Mimi Kirk, M-I-M-I-K-I-R-K. I believe she's in her 80s. She looks incredible. She's the live raw lady. Um, you know, uh, when they're talking about squalene, I want to know where this squalene, squalene, it makes me want to talk in some Southern American accent. Um like Jolene, Dolly Parton. Um, I'm just pulling it up on my phone. Where is it coming from? Where are they actually making it for this skincare? Is it still coming from sharks? Are they still slaughtering them all? Um, but again, this, it's the squalene that's in the vaccine. Squalene is, was, if squalene was not hydronated, it would oxidize when exposed to air and no longer have its benefits. Garshik explains, in other words, squalene is more shelf-stable and effective version of squalene, which is why the former version makes it into our skincare. Is that what it says there? Is that what it says there? Um, it, well, it, makes a, it does make a difference here, but, but I guess the question that I had was, they talk about the body naturally produces it. So the question that I had for you was what's well, the difference in the squalene? Yeah, what's the difference in the squalene that comes from humans? They talk about a fatty molecule found in the skin that is highly versatile. It's in our skin, so it's on. It's I guess it's external uh, that's being produced there. What's the difference in that and say what comes from the shark, which I posted in the uh, chat room, where we're told uh, you can eat the the fish that have both fins and scales. Um, and not to eat the other things that don't have those two combinations together. What, what's, is there really a difference there? They're calling them the same thing, but is it, is it somehow different of what's being produced there that you know of? I don't know because, okay. again, I'm looking up and it says, you know, squalene's originally, I'm looking up on a chemical on the National Library of Medicine here on Popsy Chem. When I put squalene in, it just again took me to this and said, squalene 
is so I'm gonna have to go and uh, look up that. Like I say, though, you know what? Whenever, whenever you see face creams, you've been conned. It's a big billion-dollar industry. And uh, it, it, you use natural soaps and eat right. You're going to have good skin. But I, I, I don't know. You know, collagen and elastin is what's in your skin. And it's it starts to decrease as you get older, which is what makes your skin nice and elastic, which is why when you have pregnancies, Early, when you're younger, you get these strie, these stretch marks. But women that have pregnancies later in life don't get the stretch marks because that that collagen and elastin doesn't tear. And it's the tearing that causes the strie. And because you have less of it when you get older, you don't get that tearing. Um, so, uh, and I know that vitamin C um, comes as a compound and it contains copper in there. And copper is responsible for making of your collagen and elastin. So I'm going to have to go and research that more because I, I, I can't find it even when I quickly went in there and, you know, quickly started to search, it keeps taking me back to squalene. So is it that, that it's found in really small amounts? Because I know it's found, in, it's found in the stomachs of birds. So is it found in a really small amount? I don't know, but I, I, will, I will have that answer for you. I'll find it, Tim. And I'll put it up. Okay, appreciate that. Uh, Thank you. Okay, so going back to, just going back to your COVID-19 now, um, uh, there are some studies that have been done. So just let me tell you this. What we've got to remember is since COVID-19, mental stress, poor diet, exertion, fear, and a number of other everyday conditions are leading to people having deaths, sitting indoors, eating junk, drinking more, not working, not being... Uh, as active, not going to the gym, um, being really stressed. And go back to these these particular figures. In 1957, there was a pandemic of Asian flu, H2N2, with a 0.7% fatality rate, which is, and COVID-19 is 0.2%, killed as many people as the virus has, yet there were no draconian measures. In 1968, the Hong Kong flu outbreak had a 0.5% mortality rate and killed 100,000 people at a time when the US had a much smaller population. Again, no business closures, nothing like what you're seeing now. Even during the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic, which is said to have killed 50 million, let's assume it was a pandemic. Uh, I could do a whole show on that one. Um, They didn't have any of these measures, and it wasn't because... um, the measures such as universal mask wearing were not considered or even studied to reduce the spread of the virus. In fact, a number of studies were conducted and virtually all studies during that time that the general public wearing masks had no significant effect on reducing the viral spread. So what they have been doing is studies on vitamin D and they did this time with this COVID-19. Now this is, they they can't differentiate whether it's COVID-19's caused people to be, have have the lung conditions or just influenza or what virus, they can't differentiate. They're just going on symptoms. So there was a study conducted in Spain that appeared in the Journal of Steroid Biochemistry and Molecular Biology. And what they did was they they had, two groups, and they were given the highest level of conventional medical treatment, which which included hydroxychloroquine, azithromycin, and one group also received vitamin D3, 
and the other group didn't. This is with the COVID-19. The researchers found that those that were given the D3 had dramatically lower need for intensive care unit admissions, and they were far better off. And in fact, the group that were given the D3, zero. None of them died. None of them died. Approximately 2% of the patients taking the D3, only 2% needed admission to intensive care, while 50% of those not taking D3 needed to be admitted. And approximately 8% of the patients not taking vitamin D3 died. Now, the patients who received the vitamin D3 took a dose of 20,000 international units per day. And on days three and seven after admission to the hospital, they took 10,000 international units. Now, I myself take four to 5,000 international units if I start to get sick all through autumn, winter months, I do this. If I get sick, I take 10,000 international units a day. So what you're told in the UK, I think it's 2,000 international units. You need to have 5,000 international units just to get an amount in your blood that's therapeutic. So they're now starting to give um, patients in nursing homes in the UK D3. I'm going to try and find out, and I'll report on this show, exactly the amount they're giving these elderly patients, because I absolutely bet you it won't be 20,000 and it won't even be 10,000. I'd go as far as to say it won't even be 5,000. So we'll see what they're giving them, because if they're giving them 2,000, it'll do absolutely zippity-boo. It'll do nothing. And, uh, you know, are they doing this so they can say we did it and it didn't work? Because remember the agenda here, all these people that are dying of, as they're saying, COVID-19, dying after testing positive, not dying of it, dying with it. They've all got comorbidities. They've all got high blood pressure, diabetes, diabetes, heart disease, lung disease, or they're terminally ill with, with other conditions. And also, I just want to say, you know, low vitamin D in children triggers asthma. And if you do have diabetes, you should be taking really those large amounts of vitamin D3, like I've just said, because diabetes type 1 or type 2, you should be taking at least 5,000 units, international units a day with K2. And if you do get sick, you should be upping that dose to 20,000 units. And then on day three, through seven, 10,000 international units. And don't forget your zinc, 150 milligrams for seven days. And as you take that 150 milligrams, either make some cinchona bark tea, where you put a big tablespoon in water, bring it to the boil, then simmer it for five minutes, have a tea with it because it, it, it's the quinine then that's released, or just get a Schweppes tonic water and have that, 150 milligrams of zinc, that opens the channel into the cell and stops that viral replication. And I will say this, people are getting really sick now in the UK. They've all had the flu vaccine. There's squalene apparently in some of the new flu vaccines. We've talked about what it does. And our, um, you, know, you, you, you can't catch a virus. It's a lie. It's a lie that was made by the Rockefeller whole medical industry in order to sell us vaccines. That's why. And when you get that and you see the lie, like the germ theory, it, it's, 
it's enlightening. And you, you, you know that. I mean, I know this because of doing Gerson therapy for cancer, toxicity, deficiency, failure to generate an immune response. That's why we get cancer. Address that and you stand a chance of your immunity being able to tackle it. Now, if you keep that in mind, when they're making these artificial viruses, like the one I mentioned in the last show, measles, these people that are getting measles, it's from the lab strain. It's what they're injecting you with. So you have to remember that when people are going to be injected with these flu vaccines or this new COVID-19, what the hell is going to be shedding off them? Because it's not natural. It's not off the creator. And that's where you need to get these things in your house. You know, your quinine, your zinc, your vitamin D3, your colloidal silver, your nebulizers, you know, 10,000, sorry, parts per million or 30,000 parts per million, five minutes with a colloidal silver nebulizer. You know, that we talked about it, the DMSO, the sodium citrate, the chlorine dioxide. These are things you should have because get ready for when they start vaccinating everybody at what's going to happen. And uh, you nurses out there, God always collects his debts. God help you. Yeah. Because he, a lot of you... He absolutely does. To, a lot of you, you're going to be told... You can't work unless you have that vaccine. And they're going to make it policy. I've never changed my story, ever, since March. I said all the way along, I've remained absolutely true to all of this. They won't need to make this mandatory. They'll make it policy. And you're all right in the devil's zone. Credit cards, cars on HP, holidays on HP, big mortgages, Living this inflated life, and I, listen, I've been there. Uh, and uh, all of a sudden, you're going to see your entire life crashing, and it's a catch twenty-two. Your back's against the wall, and trust me, that loaded gun is at the sides of your head, the back of your head, above you, below you, and you're going to have to get off your knees really quick. So, debts are coming, and they're going to be collected. God knows me, knows every hair on my head. And if I'm dying, then that's his will. And uh, he knew who I was when I was born and where I was for. And uh, my people shall die through lack of knowledge. Never was that line more pertinent. Mm, amen. Amen. I, I, You know, let me address something because, um, you know, we're having a little bit of, a, of an issue in the chat on YouTube. And I want to address something that's going here. Stephen says, you know, I'll draw all men to myself. Absolutely. What all men? What is he talking about there? Um, because I think this is important, Kate. We're not trying to scare people. I have great confidence, Stephen. I have great confidence. I can look at somebody and I can point at them and I can give them the law and I can bring the law to bear upon their sin and I can call them to repentance because you know why? I believe Jesus gets what he pays for. And I've asked you, did Jesus die for those already in hell? The answer is no, or they wouldn't be there. Is God an unjust God that he engages in double jeopardy, that he pours out his wrath in completeness upon the Christ only to lose it because of man's superior free will to God? Come on, man. Come on. That's what you're promoting. I'm sorry, I'm just going to preach here just a little bit. John 6.36, Jesus spoke to the people and he says, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, 
And him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. Now, I got a question for you, Stephen. Those people who the gospel is given to, how can people sit in a church and there be dozens of people who are unaffected by the gospel, but there are people who are changed? I'll tell you, Ephesians 2 says we were all children of the devil. We were dead in our trespasses and sins. But God, not but my free will and not because of my superiority, my spirituality, my ability to take in these things, but God quickened us. He gave us grace. He gave us mercy. You can find that over in 2, 8, 9. Two, uh, chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 in Ephesians 2. Okay? He did that, not you and your supposed free will. Your will, your will is in bondage to sin. In fact, if you go over into Romans, you'll find out in Romans chapter 8. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And the ones he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? That's the attitude the sons of liberty put forward. Why? Because God did his work in us. Not because we did some kind of work or, or that we somehow mustered up the faith. Nope, God gives us that too. And the Bible teaches us that God gives repentance as well. And the question that I asked earlier... I pointed to the Lord's Prayer, but here's, here's Jesus' own words, okay? He, I, when I ask you, I was very specific. Does Jesus lay down his life for the goats or the sheep, or does he lay it down for both? Well, here's Jesus' own words that rebuke you and call you to repentance in your confused theology. John 10, verses 11 and following. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the goats. Is that what it says? Nope, it says it gives it for the sheep. But he that is a hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep. And he teaches them, hey, just do whatever you want. You can get it on your own. It's, your, it's, it's all this stuff that you're doing. It's not about the work of the Christ. The Christ is not subservient to your will. You are subservient to his will. I just want to make sure we're clear on that. Because I don't serve a God that's, that's sitting here uh, you know, with this idea of this grandfatherly thing, come up and get on my lap, children. No, he says, you are to repent. And if you want to see the, the evidence of that, go back in the book of Ezekiel. The Valley of Dry Bones, it's a perfect picture of what Jesus is saying about the new birth. What does Ezekiel do? God says, can these bones live? And by the way, he says, they're the whole house of Israel. That's the church throughout all the ages. It isn't some posted stamp piece of land. And he says, I don't know. He says, well, preach to them, prophesy to them. And so he does. And what does the Bible say? Well, the wind comes along and it stirs those dead, dry bones up and it makes them stand up and it puts sinew on them, it puts skin on them. They don't put it on themselves and they certainly aren't making a decision for Christ. That's not what they're doing. It's the work of God in dead sinners, as it were, that makes them alive to Christ, that gives them faith, that gives them repentance, so that what? So that the glory can be all of God and nothing of man. Nothing. If you are boasting in your will, you have something to boast of. You are, you do. And you're saying, my will is superior to the God that I'm actually saying engages in unjust double jeopardy. He first punishes his son, and then he's going to punish those men that apparently, from your standpoint, the son paid for their sins too, but apparently that payment isn't worth very much to them. But it's effective and it's valuable and it's worth something to the people of God, those who truly trust. Do you hear what I'm saying? 
I'm not Calvinizing anybody. I'm giving you scripture, Stephen. And this is a different Stephen. I'm giving you the scripture. You were subservient to the king. And the king has commanded everyone everywhere to repent. And here's the fact. Here's the fact of the matter. Charles Spurgeon was right on when he said it. When he talked about the fact that all men are accountable to God. And as they're accountable to God, he preaches the gospel message the way I just gave it. All right? And he doesn't have some kind of magic thing where he can lift up shirt tails and find out who's got a yellow stripe and who doesn't, who's elect or who's not. He just gives the gospel and he trusts that that gospel is effective for the elect, the people of God, which is exactly what Paul writes about in Ephesians 1. Exactly the same thing. And I want to end, I, I wanted to end on that, Kate. I didn't mean to interrupt all the things you're doing because you're talking about we're dependent upon our Father. Well, I got a question for you people who are listening. Who's your daddy? Are you still under the daddy, your daddy, the devil? Or have you been brought into the kingdom of God's dear son, the Lord Jesus Christ? Which one are you? Because if you're still touting your own um, will, your own spirituality, whatever it is that however you got to Christ other than Christ himself, well, then I would say you need to repent. I don't deny that people follow God. I don't deny that people have faith or that they repent. But where does that come from? It comes from one place. It doesn't come from in here. It comes from God himself. So if you're alive in Christ today, guess what? You can be thankful to God, not to your will. You can be thankful that he changed your will, that he gave you a new will. As he says in the scripture, I'll take out a heart of stone. I'll put in a heart of flesh. That's what God does for his people. Um, I just wanted to clear that up because during our talk here, I was dealing with that, and, and, and the, the, the well is getting poisoned over there. Uh, that's right. That's right, Stephen. He who comes to me, I will never cast out. But who's coming to him? The ones that the Father draws. I just said it. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. Well, if, if they aren't coming to him, then that means the Father didn't give them to him. This is the part you're not getting and you're confused on. Kate, uh, we got about 30 seconds here. Tell people where they can find out about you because they know you're kicked off a lot of platforms. Well, I'm on Parlor. Uh, I am back on YouTube. We are on Instagram and Facebook as the Medical Revolutionaries as well. Uh, By this week, I will have a lovely new laptop and I will have a microphone, a backdrop and a camera and uh, the website's uh, we, I did have a website. I had to take it down. Uh, big security problem. Um, so that will be up. And, and I just want to say to everybody here, yes, 35 years a nurse. Yes, I've done lots of research. I consider Dr. Carrie Madej a wonderful, wonderful friend and sister in Christ. But uh, vaccines are of the devil. It's as simple as that. They're going to kill yeah. you. That's Amen. exactly what they're designed for. All vaccines. Kate, we appreciate you very much. Thank you for taking time again for us today. You guys... Keep Kate in your prayers as she's under a lot of attack. Have a great weekend. Lord's Day. Talk to you Monday. See ya.